Welcome to Life with Lori. Today's special guest has a powerful voice in the Christian world. Donna Howell is a teacher, preacher, and the author of the book, The Handmaiden's Conspiracy. And now here's your host, Lori Grand Baker. Hello, everybody, and welcome to Life with Lori. Here I am, Studio C, the Phoenix set, which I love so much. It reminds me of home, although I wouldn't want to be in Phoenix right now because it's very, very hot there. I love you all in Phoenix. Hi, hi, Lita Marie. That's my stepmom lives there. Hi, Bobby, my best friend lives there, and all the rest of my family and friends. But here we are in the Phoenix set at Studio C at Morningside USA, and I am so excited about this show with my Dear friend and extra special, amazing, ordinary, she's just amazing guest that I'm so honored to have. But before I introduce you to Donna, you want to see a few of the pictures I have to share with you. First of all, if you guys will go ahead and just kind of roll some of the pictures so I can see right there. Okay, that was Olivia. Go back. That was Olivia, first day of school today. Uh, that's my granddaughter. Yay. And that's Olivia. So, so proud of her first day of first grade. Okay, go on, guys. And then this was a family outing over the weekend. Okay, I got Nana, her kids, Lori, her kids, Marie, her kid. And there's Jim, there he is. There he's like Moses. Can you see him? Can you see him? It's great, I love it. With the walking stick on the walking trail behind our home. And then also, this is the boat. We went on the boat for the first time. A lot of the kids had never been on the boat before, so we took the boat out for the first time in like three years. And so we decided it'd be a good idea. There's my little Grace in his first boat, right? Jackson, his first boat, right? And it's cute. Look at Lori with her two little girls, Olivia and Kate, and then all of us together. We're just having good family bonding time. And then little Grayson, you know, first time. And there's, oh, how could I forget that little Kate? She's my, she's, she's hysterical. She just makes me tickle inside. And so there they all are having a great time. So we enjoyed that. And I hope you just enjoyed those photos too. And that's Grayson. I know I have a lot of Grayson. Sorry, he just happened to spend the weekend with me. So, you know, I don't have one. Oh, there, and it's cute. There's Jim with little Grayson too. And Jim's teaching them how to put a truck together actually and um and then look at Marcella and Jackson and he just had his appreciation day at school so I just thought you would enjoy seeing some of these behind the scenes of pictures oh and there's Jackson again yes you know what Jackson he's just three years old can you believe what he said to he was sitting next to me at the restaurant and she, he just looked up at me and he and he just said grandma I just love you I'm like Oh, oh, my heart just melted. I'm like, I love you too, Jackson. You know, I have a bunch of grandkids. I'm so blessed by, by the Lord that he has given this amazing family to us and now all these grandkids. And so um, I just thought you would enjoy seeing a little bit of that because today it's going to, today's going to rock and roll with the ministry that we have to share with you. But before I do that, I also want to share, we've had amazing ministry on the Jim Baker show the last few days. And these shows will be airing this next week. So you're not going to want to miss the Jim Baker show with Dr. Francis Miles. He was incredible. And we really got to know him and love him. And then we also taped all day yesterday with Hank and Brenda Kuhnman. And they, Kuhnman, and they were also speaking last night on Gray Street at Morningside. And you can receive that. It's all a gift offer. But don't forget to go to jimbakershow.com and you'll be able to see that. Okay, so Frank, 
And so Hank and Brenda were here. They were amazing. They gave great prophetic words. You don't, actually, I haven't even processed the prophetic words they've given yet, but they've given great prophetic words for this ministry, for Jim, and for, and for us. So we're excited to see what God has in store. Okay, then I have to, I have to take a deep breath and say I, I still... I'm kind of taking this in, but we do have my new skincare line. It's called LL Skincare Line, which means Lori's line or Lori loves it or it's just kind of random and generic and all that. But this is the best skincare. I've worked on it for two years. We rolled it out last week. It might be your first time seeing it. It hasn't even been on the Jim Baker Show yet. I think it airs in a couple days on the Jim Baker Show. So last week, Life with Lori, you were the first ones to experience the skincare. And now this it's here. It's ready. Here we are last week with Frank Davis and, and with our expert, Megan. And I have worked two years um, with these people to put together this skincare because I am passionate about skincare, about taking good care of your skin. And so you have your facial cleanser the toner, the moisturizer, and the eye cream. It's day and night. So every morning and every night, this is what I use. And not only do I use it, but the people, you just saw Megan, the people who helped me formulate the skincare. And as we've been working back and forth for a couple years on this whole situation, um, they, they actually use my skincare. And they could use any skincare in the world that they want, but they choose to use this because it really is the best. It's just natural. It has incredible ingredients. And you can even go back and see last week's Life with Lori show. You can see that if you go like to the PTL app, so to speak. Do you know, if you don't know how to go to PTL app, just take your phone, whatever kind of phone you have, and just go to the app store, download PTL app. And then what you're going to see is you're going to see Life with Lori on there. And it's a little icon there. Oh, there we go. Good job, guys. And we and you can get all the episodes. So if you go to Jim Baker Show, if you go to Life with Lori, you can see all the episodes. So you can go back and check that episode out of our new skincare launch. Very excited about it. I know it's. I know you're gonna love it when you get it. You're gonna absolutely love it. So yesterday was my first day to actually present my skincare to my favorite person other than Jim Baker is my mom, Char. And there's, there's Grandma Char, they call her, but she's my mom. And she got her skincare just yesterday. We took this late yesterday afternoon. And mom was so excited. And so hopefully she washed her face last night with it. I haven't talked with her yet, but I'm pretty sure she did. So all that to say, if you're interested in the LL skincare, it normally is like $250 for this this bundle, but because of my birthday month, which is this month, everything is like the 62. I turned 62 in a few days. So um, it's $162, which is an amazing value. I'm not kidding, guys. If you just go down to the drugstore and start adding up what you spend, you know, just by just normal stuff, it adds up to even more than that. But look how beautiful. It's just beautiful. I'm just looking at it here on the screen with you. I mean, this is the first time I've seen it like this myself. So this is exciting. It's a dream. And I've always... You know, most importantly is taking care of our spiritual side and the, who we are in the Lord and all of that. But we've got to take care of our skin. We've got to take care of ourselves physically too. And I've always had a passion for skincare and I've always been that person that has all different things like on my counter with all, always experimenting with different products. And so I pray that this 
You'll love it as much as I do, I really believe. You will. So call us at, you go to ptlshop.com or call us at 1-888-777-3530. Again, 1-888-777-3530. So that's a little housekeeping I just wanted to share with you. Also, don't forget um, this. Sorry, guys. <laughs> I know it's live, and they're like, Lori... Don't forget, we have our book bundle. This book bundle, we just, we just had these books. This will be the last time we'll ever reprint these books again. So we just had Jim's book and my book, Jim's uh, 25th year anniversary of his release from prison. I was wrong. If you haven't read this book, you need to read it. It tells the whole story, and, and it's riveting. I read it 21 years ago when I met Jim, and I was blown away. And it... it and so I, I suggest this. They say it's one of the best reads ever. And then also my book, which is my story of God's amazing grace and what he's done in my life. So that is just for a gift of $58 to the ministry. And that'll help keep us on the air. Plus, I think you'll enjoy them very, very much. So without further ado, I want to introduce to you my guest, who I have come to know and love so much. Um, She's made such a huge hit in our ministry. I can't explain, I can't explain it. It's, it's, it's God, obviously. But she just has something. There's something about Donna. So I'm introdu introducing to you Donna Howe. As Penny said earlier, she, she's the author of this amazing book that I just found out about, The Handmaiden's Conspiracy. <laughs> she's a teacher, a preacher, a licensed minister, editor, and, of course, an author, a powerful voice in the Christian world. And Donna has also... Um, co-written a lot of books with one of our favorite people in all the world, Tom Horn. So you absolutely will want to get this book, especially after what we're going to talk about today, and that's about women and women being in ministry. And this is just for a gift to the ministry of $15. I'm going by my memory. Is that right? Yes, I got it. Okay, good. Good. So call us if you're interested in anything. The lines do jam up pretty quickly. And um, and hang on because we're going to get started right now. Donna, first of all, welcome. Thank you it so much. So, I love you so much. Now, you know, I have no understand. You are like the biggest hit in our ministry. If I when I said Donna Hal, I said, I asked Donna Hal to be on my show. Everybody went crazy. They're like, you got Donna Hal? I'm like, yeah, I, I got her. She's on. She's coming on. <laughs> so it was just like incredible. And you're, gonna, you're about to experience why Donna is just is such an amazing human being. And you have so much ministry inside of you. How do you hold it all in? You just. Well, um. That wasn't one of the 10 questions I no. submitted. No, no, no. <laughs> I tell you what, I, I have been more than blessed just to be put in a country where I'm free yes. enough to serve the Lord. Yeah. Where I have, you know, access to libraries and internet and research and Logos Bible software. And I can, I, the fact that I, I'm in a position where I'm privileged enough to be able to do that. Yeah. It's not about what I can hold in. It's what can I get out faster? Oh, see, that's good. You and know? that's what she does. So everybody, okay, you may have missed all the beginning and not, you don't care about all the other stuff. You're going to want to hear everything right now that this woman is going to teach us. And I have, she did submit questions and I made sure they were okay. But <laughs> she said, yeah, they're good. You know, I said, I can't wait to hear the answers. So everyone sit down wherever, wherever you are. If you're watching on Facebook live on your phone, 
settle in for a few minutes here. You're going to love this. So let me just go ahead and get started because we're going to talk about women in ministry. Yeah. And I actually need, I need you to minister to me right now, Donna, about this. I like to have help. On, you know, I'm always constantly wanting to learn and always constantly wanting to be the very, very best version of me that I can be. You know, not to compare myself with anybody else and all that. I want to be the best me and I want whatever it is that God has for me. And that's what I want for our viewers. And I know that's your, your heart too. So women can be strong speakers, but um, are told it isn't biblical. That's right. I was born and raised that way myself. Mm -hmm. I was born and raised in, you know, like Nazarene Baptist type situation where women were not you know, speakers. I mean, that's right. I was, when I felt called to the ministry, I just thought I was going to go to Africa. And I was serious, and I'm not joking. I really thought I was going to go to Africa and live in a hut and in minister. That was going to be my ministry. My, but look what God's like, obviously had a different plan in mind. And, and so I obviously went with him. But what is the root of this where it says that women, strong women or strong women, Preachers, speakers can't be, you know, up on stage and preaching or speaking. Well, I think that the main root of this issue is the fact that, first of all, any time that they do, they're kind of seen as kind of an aggressive feminist type uh, preacher. And That's true. so if we can start there for start. just a moment. Yeah, you first go. Of all, I'm going to let you go. I want to make sure that everybody understands this is not feminist theology. You know, radical feminism says that I'm better than any man in the room when I walk in. Ironically, radical feminism also denies what is intrinsically feminine. Right? Interesting. So what are That's you? That's right. You're just a weird anomaly or you have an attitude problem. Either way, it can't be pleasing to God. So if you take feminism out of the equation and say, everybody calm down, we're not talking feminist, we're not talking radical anything. Yeah. What did the Bible actually say? Not in English. What did it actually say? Okay, what, what do you mean by that now, not in English, Donna? So we're going to start at the top. There's two very first, very first principles of biblical interpretation that you will ever learn. The first is the exegesis, so exegesis deals with the there and then. What was Paul saying to that audience? Yes. Hermeneutics is the art of understanding what does that mean today? See, that's so, so good. So they have to come together and harmonize, right? Yes. But you have to start with exegesis. What was Paul saying to the original audience? Now, the first principle in exegesis is called internal consistency. And what that means is the Bible cannot disagree with itself. He cannot say over here, no woman is ever allowed to preach or speak or be a pastor or all of these other things that we are currently being prohibited from if he over here is acknowledging female women leaders in the New Testament church. Right. That's called the principle of biblical interpretation, I mean, uh, of, of internal consistency. Now, the, the hermeneutical principle of consistent application says if two verses are side by side and they have the same context, mm -hmm historically, culturally, whatever. Right. All the context yes. behind why a verse was written is the same here and here. Right. You can't say, I'm going to apply this one and not this one. Okay. So let's start okay. with the braided that's, hair that's, thing. That's good. Let's start with the braided hair thing, right? Okay. In, uh, second, in 1 Timothy 2, 9 through 10, we're told not to braid our hair or wear gold and costly array. Right. Everybody gets that wrong. It's actually not that we're not so, we're supposed to wear a braid or gold. It's and gold. It's been mistranslated since the beginning. And it's that's the, part of the, the translations, right? It's the difference between the Greek word a and the Greek word chi. But, the, but one means don't put gold and costly array in your hair. And the other one says don't wear either one. Why is that relevant? Why is it? Because <laughs> the prostitutes in the ancient culture advertised their art 
with a braid with gold and costly array weaved into it. Mm -hmm. They left their hair, their heads uncovered. Yes. And they walked out into the, the public place, in, in, including a place of worship, mm -hmm. especially when the new, because remember, they didn't have the New Testament like we do. Right. So Paul That's had right. to react to what these women were doing. And these women belonged to an ancient culture where there was um, it's, it's, it's kind of, I never know how to, how to take this on live television, but okay. there was a kind of an orgiastic worship going on. Yeah, there was a right. temple prostitution culture. That's right. No, that's it. Both Ephesus and Corinth, yes. where these two letters were written to, mm -hmm. were extremely involved in that kind of culture. Yes. So these women prostitutes would braid their hair and weave a bunch of, there's paintings that show this to be true, these ancient courtesans. Yes. And so, you know, so... Getting back to the to the to the root of the issue. That's so good. I love this kind of stuff. This is so good. Okay. Yeah. To the root it. of the issue, our culture says we don't care. We'll wear, wear we'll wear braids. We'll put jewelry in our hair. We'll do jewelry on our neck. We're gonna do whatever we're gonna do mm -hmm. because that's a cultural issue and we don't need to pay attention to that anymore. Right. right. Two verses later, I suffer not a woman to usurp the authority of a man, which is a misunderstood verse. Oh, man. Or to teach, you know what I'm saying? Yes. So we apply this one, we don't apply that one. We are, we are interrupting the flow of the hermeneutical principle of consistent application. We're saying we're gonna obey this one, but we can braid our hair, we can wear jewelry. You see what I'm saying? Yes, okay. Culture doesn't understand. No, culture doesn't understand. So what Paul was saying then, women can't, didn't Paul say that though? Women can't speak or teach in the church of, of the Lord and all, didn't he say that? Didn't he talk he did. about that? He did indeed. So it kind of confuses us. Yeah, well, that's, that's where it comes back to um, internal consistency. He cannot say a woman cannot preach and teach whilst all, all the way over here, he, he identified all of these women speakers and teachers. So, and that's in the Greek. And in the Greek, and there it we is. We can talk gotta, about you that you Always you go back to the Greek. See, Jim's been talking to this, us about a lot about this on Jim Baker's show. It's like, go back to the Greek, mm -hmm. go back to the Hebrew, go back to the, Original context, right? The con well, what the context is. Right, and see, in the Greek, he 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 many times did. It's he many times identified a woman leader like Phoebe. He called her diakonos. The Greek word diakonos means deacon. Now, in yes. twenty-three other locations, wow. when di diakonos was in reference to a man, mm -hmm. it was translated in the KJV as deacon or minister. Mm -hmm. It was never translated servant until he called Phoebe a diakonos, and suddenly the word means servant. So see, one of the issues that we're having here is everybody says, look, I don't care what Joyce Meyer does, I don't care what you know, any of these other women do, mm -hmm. it, just because women preach and teach today doesn't mean it's right. You cannot interpret the Bible through a cultural lens. That is so good. I agree, but that's what they did when they wrote the KJV. I mean, when they translated the KJV, they were interpreting scripture from a cultural lens, a patriarchal lens. A patriarchal lens. That's so, so good, Donna. So we can get into what I those think I'm getting mean. set free right now. Okay, let, yeah, let's get in. Let's let's do that. We have like 10 minutes left at the most. So let's sure. go ahead and start. I can I can hit this as fast as I uh, yeah. What, just get the book. Get yeah. the book because this the book. book. <laughs> I'm so glad I didn't. Let me tell you real quick. Let me take a minute of your time. Sorry, I got... Okay, Donna submitted a few questions. So then I, I, I talked to Joan, and who helps me with you know, producing the show. I go, where did these questions come from? And she goes, oh, from, her, from Donna's book, Handmaid's Conspiracy. I go, she goes, we offered it on Jim Baker's show. I go, we did? <laughs> oh, I was so embarrassed. I go, 
Get me the book, somebody, please. Sure enough, we had it right here in stock. And um, just for $15. And this book, but Jim and I were gone, and you were on the show. And I, I understand Tammy Sue and Mondo hosted you. And that's why I didn't know that we even had Donna's book. I was, once again, another Lori thing. But this book, I'm so excited to read it myself. I'm taking it home tonight. Well, starting. The, the book will definitely go into more than we have time to today. I'll try to hit this as quickly as I can. So there's a couple of Greek words that we need to be educated on. Okay. First of all, in Corinthians, when it says that a woman cannot speak in a church, right. that Greek word is leleo. And interestingly, in that one spot, it appears in present tense instead of the common Greek aorist tense, which means it's better translated, a woman should not keep talking. Okay? Now, hmm. The word laleo, Paul had 30 words to choose from in the Greek. He could have said she couldn't teach, preach, rant, rave, a million different things he could have said, but he said talk. Why is talk important? She couldn't keep talking because in that particular contents, it means chatter, babble, disrupt. So if you were to translate this into a sign that you would see on the front lawn of the church, mm -hmm. it doesn't say a woman is not allowed to preach or teach here. It says, women, please hold your tongue during service and don't disrupt. Why were they disrupting? Because they were the courtesans and everything through their body was the conduit through which they would deliver a blessing to the men or a message to the men at, down at the little orgiastic worship temple culture. So yes. they were they were not necessary. They weren't allowed to vote or, you know, right. they 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 were quieted a lot of time. But the time that they were allowed to speak, it was because they were saying, this is what the gods want you to know. Mm -hmm. That's what they were used to. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So now all of a sudden, Christianity pops up and nobody has a New Testament to go to. The first right. thing that they're going to say is, oh, you want to know what the gods have to say to you? I happen to be one of those girls that know. See the braids? See the oh. costly array? Mm -hmm. See how this picture's coming together? Yes. So they were disrupting service. Oh. Now... Get over in here into the first Timothy, and I'll, this one's real complicated. I'll try as quickly as I can. Greek word authentine, to mm -hmm. usurp the authority. That word is, is only used one time in the Bible, and elsewhere, everywhere else, everywhere else in, the, um, in ancient Greek, mm -hmm. it, it means a hostile takeover. So Paul was not telling, I suffer wow. not a woman to preach a gentle sermon and spread the gospel. He was saying, I suffer not a woman to absolutely come in and have a hostile takeover, a usurpation that is all. And here's how we know why. Wow. Because authentine as a noun means murderer, perpetrator of evil. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And when he says, I, you know, a, a woman is suffered not to, to teach in this way, mm -hmm. it's an aggressive, hostile takeover. So he's, he's silencing aggressors. He's right. not a silencing women that, that want to share the gospel. That is so, that is so eye-opening. So, okay, anything else on that point? Anything else you feel like we need to say in this last few minutes that we have? You know, I do believe this. I believe that right now women are going to be called like they never were before. Absolutely. I, you're a woman, hear me. You're going yes. to be called. Yes, yes, you're already yes. called. That's a funny amen. thing. Like yes. the Holy Spirit's already called you. Already. It's not going to happen. It's already happening. Yes, amen. And when the Great Awakening takes off tomorrow, and yes. it's, we've already, we're already in the, the, everybody knows that we're in the beginning stages of a great awakening. And when it happens and you are called, you have the right. Think like a la think like a boss, act like a lady. Remember that. Oh, that's because so good. Because don't be a feminist. Don't get into a mud flinging contest. You're only going to take it back to the aggression that we were silenced from the beginning from oh, in a patriarchal society. So beautiful. Say that, say that little phrase again. 
Think like a think man. like a boss. A boss. Think like a boss, but act, act like, a like a lady. Mm -hmm. That is excellent. Own, own your rights. So we can but be, be gentle. Own your rights, but be gentle. So we can be in leadership. Absolutely. So it's okay to have a life with Lori show. Absolutely. In fact, you know. Um, Paul, in every moment in the Bible that he said, these people will inherit the gift of preaching, teaching, these people will be pastors, every single one of them, Ephesians, Corinthians, every one of them. He said these gifts were given as unto anthropoi, which is a Greek word meaning humankind, male and female. Excellent. So we've inherited all of those same rights. Oh, thank you, Lord. This is so, isn't this good? I mean, if I had a studio, a, a studio audience, they'd be applauding, going crazy right now. <laughs> but this is so good, Donna. I'm going to have you back. I'm going to have a part two with Donna. You're not going to want to miss it because we're going to go take the whole life with Lori and we are going to ask some more questions. I have so many more questions. I have like a minute or two left. Donna, what I'd like you to do is I'd like you to pray. Pray for the women out there. And um, just pray as the Holy Spirit leads you right now. Sure, absolutely. Father God, I pray right now over yes. the women of this next great awakening. I pray that yes. you will give them the boldness yes. to do what you are calling them to do, just like you yes. did on the day of Pentecost, Lord, when there were women in the upper room and those women were empowered to go out and preach into the streets. You you made it happen there. Joel prophesied it. Yes. Peter recognized it. Thank it was God. given then. It's given today. I pray that yes, you would Lord. emblazon these women with your power. Yes, Lord. And, they, and, and that they would do so with dignity and with boldness, but also with gentility. Yes. That they would understand how to be a woman of power, yes. a woman of assertion, but a woman of gentility and femininity yes. to do what you have called them to do and to do so, so boldly. Yes. I know that this is Jesus. going to happen. You've told me that this is going to happen. And I just pray that when you do what you do for the women of tomorrow, that yes. they will see it for what it is and take it, harness it and go. Amen. Man, in Jesus' name, we proclaim that over you and accept that calling. You know, in the green room right before we started, I said, I was saying to Donna, I said, you know, all I really ever wanted to be was a wife and a mom. And I would have been so complete and satisfied with that. But then there's something called the call of God on your life. And you're never fulfilled if you don't fulfill that call of God. And I believe like you do, Joel, I think it's 228. 228. It talks about, about us and this generation mm -hmm. because we are at the beginning of the end. We really are. And it's an exciting time. And are you a, a millennial? How much time do I have real quick, Nate? Two minutes? Are you a millennial? I'm a millennial by birth, okay. uh, by like one month. So I'm like the big sister of all the millennial generation. Mm -hmm. <laughs> okay, so they're telling me I'm in a minute. So how do, we, how do we reach the millennial generation? Okay, through intellect. You reach them through intellect. Everybody wants to say, tell them that they're loved. That is true, but they've heard it and they don't understand it. You know, if you want to reach them in a way that they will respond, talk to their mind, tell them you are, you're challenging everything out there. You're protesting everything. You're all activism all the time. That's a wonderful thing. And when that is channeled into the gospel, it's going to start a brush fire of passion for Christ that we've never seen before. Praise Unlike anything God. since, since the, since the Protestant Reformation, right? It's going to yes. be a new Reformation. Radicals on one side, apathetics on the other. Talk to their mind. Encourage them that the reason they're challenging is because the Bible says so much more than our culture tells them it does. It, uh, man, that, I, I think you just answered a question. I've asked so many people. You just answered it 
that's the best answer I've <laughs> ever heard. And I've asked many millennials, how do we reach the millennials? You just said it. Talk to their mind, the intellect. Yeah. They want, they, 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 they've pretty much seen it all, heard it all out there, but they haven't heard from the intellect standpoint about him, the Lord Jesus Christ. That is so well, they're Good. challenging everything. They're challenging, this oh. is really what the Bible says. And you should say, you're right. Let's find out what the Bible actually says. Challenge the mind. Powerful. <laughs> and all you have to do is go to the Word and open it and start reading and, and read it to them if you have to, right? I mean, that'll, that's just the beginning. And there's so many sources out there. I have to say goodbye. I'm so sorry. I want to keep going right now. But anyways, we have to go for now. They only give me 30 minutes on Life with Lori. Maybe one day I'll get an hour. But for now, I love you so much. I'm so grateful that you watch and can't wait to see See you next time. Thank you, Donna. You're amazing. Thank you so much. Don't you love her? She's great. Love her.